0: Good morning, welcome to Pigeon Post, my name is Michael and um, thanks for listening. The last episode was, I felt very disjointed (laughs) and uh, non-focused and something happened yesterday that just kind of made me focus and it kind of links back to why I started doing this podcast. So why did I start doing Pigeon Post? Um, Well, I'm gonna be as honest as I can be here. Um, Usually I try to kind of protect some of that. Uh, And I still won't use anybody's name or anything like that, but honestly, I started Pigeon Post because there are people in my friend circles and acquaintances and family And I'm sure co-workers too, Um, even though I don't know my current co-workers that well. They're people that are either Roman Catholic or Eastern Orthodox, Um, so that's kind of a starting point. And I didn't start it as Pigeon Post initially, I started making recordings, trying to talk to people. trying to accomplish what I couldn't, couldn't accomplish in person or in a phone call, which is to kind of lay out a plea, a basic, uh, argument and just pleading with, um, people to reconsider whether they have the true gospel or not. And something happened yesterday that sort of re-sparked this, um, and that was that I heard someone say, I'm going to be vague uh, about who it was, um, but basically I heard someone say something about Mormonism, and they were excited about it, and they were totally unashamed of it, even though we were not in a setting where <clears throat> we were even talking about religion. Uh, somebody said something um, just... Completely positive about uh, having to do with their Mormonism, um, and this person doesn't—probably did, doesn't even really know what what exactly I am religiously um, affiliated with. But here's the deal: I think a lot of us think, and I used to think this too. So. I I really don't know what some people think about me and that doesn't really matter I'm concerned with what Christ thinks about me and I know my own faults you know Um, I know that I need to pray more I know that I need to show more acts of love Um, but that doesn't mean that I need to do less of of what I'm doing currently either. It doesn't mean, I think a lot of times we fall for false dichotomies where where it's like a false choice. Like, are you going to be loving? Are you going to try to affirm what the Bible says? Um, Are you going to be unified or are you going to be a stickler about the gospel? Um those are false dichotomies. The answer to all of those things is yes. Yes, we're going to be unified and yes, we're going to be very concerned about the gospel and yes, we're going to be loving and and yes to all of those things that the Bible tells us to do because the Bible is not just telling us the gospel of Mr. Rogers. Now, I love Mr. Rogers. My kids, excuse me, my kids watch it. I grew up watching it. We watch uh, Mr. Rogers Jr., Daniel Tiger. (laughs) And uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, though, with Tom Hanks. I think it's probably good um, from what I've heard. But, you know, Mr. Rogers left um, the ministry, and I don't really know what version of Presbyterian he is. Um, Just as a side note, I believe it's. You can double check because I'm I'm not perfectly sure about this, but I believe it's PCUSA that's basically a liberal denomination, and you know when I say liberal on this podcast, I really don't mean liberal politically, <clears throat> although that kind of goes along with it. But I mean liberal theologically, um, which the main result of that is that they affirm LGBTQ plus lifestyles as not sinful and that people don't need to repent of that. Um, So anyway, I don't know what version of Presbyterian Mr. Rogers was, but I do know that while he did some great things, and I don't know the whole story of his life, if you just watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, um, the basic thrust is just to be nice to everybody no matter what. And while that's a good American value uh, and a good personal um, value to have, um, it's not the gospel. There's nothing saving about being nice. Um, you know, if we have this interaction, if I have this interaction with a stranger where I hold the door and then, you know, um, I trip and then they help me up and there's this nice exchange where we both help each other and that's great. but it's not the gospel, it's not the mission that the church is on. The mission that the church is on is not to go into all the world and be nice. Um, Now the church should be nice while they're doing the mission. Totally true. Like I said, it's a place that even I need to grow sometimes. Um, But these, these counterfeit gospels and I know that's a strong word, and some people just tune me out as soon as I say it. But hear me out if you're still listening, um, if you're, like, about to turn it off. <laughs> please, please, please read Galatians. Read Romans. And read some of the harsh statements that Jesus makes. And I'll just point out one quote from those all those sources that I just said Um, Romans says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved now that is a simple statement but also a really deep statement with a lot of truth the Bible is such a great teacher it is the Word of God. It is living and active. It is the very breath of God. Um, uh, 2 Timothy 3 16, I think. One of those says, uh, it's in Timothy, <laughs> it says uh, that all Scripture is inspired. And it doesn't mean that it makes us feel warm and fuzzy, that idea of inspiration that we get these days, like, oh, I'm inspired to do something. It, it actually means expiration. Expired, like it's coming out of God's mouth. It's God breathed, and we have this idea where we set Jesus's words against Paul's, whereas um, Scripture doesn't do that. Uh, Paul is the apostle of Jesus Christ. Jesus went and got Paul and knocked him off his horse and saved him, whether he liked it or not. It wasn't. It wasn't Paul's. Uh, Decision to, uh, oh, I'm going to become saved today. You know, I'm going to repent and turn from my sins. Uh, Jesus went and got him, and that's that's how I feel. um, uh, That I I think Scripture teaches that at the root of what happens with all of our salvation, that it's a it's a matter of God coming and getting us. Um, Now back to that statement, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, that was the main confession of the early church. Now, what I hear often from people is, uh, especially people who are not happy that I speak out against Catholicism or stuff like that, they will say, but this person loves Jesus. Like, I've known this person my whole life. They really love Jesus and there's a lot of truth to that. And that's great. And I'm not saying that person's not saved because they're Catholic. However, the confession that saves is not, I love Jesus. I, I don't think that's anywhere in scripture, um, where that kind of thing is affirmed. It's all often joined to like, um, commandments, right? Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So a much better confession than I love Jesus, um, which you understand is completely not, uh, offensive to anyone. Um, and not that we seek to be offensive, but the gospel is offensive. And why is it offensive? It's offensive because the confession is Jesus is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord, more specifically. Now, what does that mean? Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, I'm stealing this from uh, an excellent author, Jonathan Dodson. um, D-O-D-S-O-N. He's got some great books. I've only read one of them, but I I saw him speak, and he kind of explained this. um, That Jesus Christ is Lord If we really unpack that statement, um, oh no, I just used the word "unpack." I I always laugh to myself. It's like one of those, like, it's like preacher talk, you know? Like, okay, I'm gonna unpack this for you, and it's like, okay, go ahead, unpack it. Um, If we, if we get into what each word means in in the Bible, um, which is important because. Here's the deal with with Mormonism and Jehovah's Witness specifically. If I say Jesus and they say Jesus, we don't mean the same thing, and I think that's the confusion. Um, does a Mormon mean the same thing when they say Jesus as a Jehovah's Witness or as a Christian or even? Um, I mentioned liberal Christianity earlier see this, this is the kind of thing that keeps me up at night because there's so much error out there that we have to go and clarify we have to go and stand on the word of God I teach my, my kids this song, the B-I-B-L-E, yes that's the book for me I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. And I wish that Catholics and others would teach their kids that song, because it's the best song that you could ever teach them. That song is better than Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, For the Bible Tells Me So. Right? What if you teach Jesus Loves Me to a kid, and they grow up believing it, And they never repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. They never become a Christian. They never obey His commands. They never become born again. What did that song do for them? Nothing. Nothing. It creates a really, like, misunderstanding that I'm already okay. I'm already innocent. I'm already in the family. And it's not true. We're not born into the family. So yes, I teach my my kids. I almost want to say students, but I'm talking about my kids, my real kids. Uh, I teach my kids both songs, but I'm just making the point that the second song, "Jesus Loves Me," which ironically I think it's usually the second song I sing. Um, oh no, I usually sing that one first. But anyway, the second, the the "Jesus Loves Me" song is only good if we're interpreting it through the Bible. In fact, the song itself says, Jesus loves me this I know because the Bible tells me so. So it's the Bible. It is the word of God that tells us who Jesus is. So liberal Christianity, uh, one of the guys in that movement, um, which is kind of like uh, fluffy, universal, Oprah, Joel Osteen-ish, you know, American... Christianity. Um, He has a book called The Universal Christ. uh, And the idea there is not so much universalism as perennialism, which as I understand it, uh, he's essentially saying that there is some Christ in all religions. Um, It's a way to sort of affirm multiple religions. Now, is that Jesus that he's talking about that's present in all religions, or more religions than Christianity, it's not specific to the Bible, is that Jesus the same as the Jesus of the Book of Mormon and Latter-day Saints teaching and all the many, they have multiple streams of authority? So... Uh, Mormons or LDS Latter-day Saints believe that Jesus is the brother of Lucifer and that he is both of them and all of us are just as much the son of God as Jesus is uh, because we're offspring direct like almost liter- in a literal sense they they'd sort of blend the spiritual and the literal it's like God had to procreate with a, his God wife, Heavenly Mother. And I'm not making this up. You can look up Mormon doctrine. Um, so that Jesus is a product of Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother. His brother is Lucifer and we're also just as much Jesus or God, we're just as much of, uh, we have just as much Godness or God potential in us as Jesus does. Um, and there were gods before the Father as well, because Mormon theology is basically anthrop- anthropology. makes a man out of God and a God out of man. Is that the same Jesus? Can, that, can, a, can a Mormon say, I love Jesus, and a Christian say, I love Jesus, and we'd be talking about the same thing? More specifically, the verse that we're talking about, Jesus is Lord, can a Mormon really say Jesus is Lord? They probably can say it. A Jehovah's Witness can say it, a Christian can say it, but do we mean anywhere close to the same thing? Not even close, Even when we can't even get past the word Jesus. Uh, with Jehovah's Witnesses, it creates a particular problem because while Mormonism is openly polytheistic, we are gods, our God is God, uh, with Mormonism, you're basically just choosing to worship the god that made you. You're worshiping your dad basically. The father and heavenly mother. It's Mormonism is basically like a It's like laying ancestor worship across the Bible and turning God into something that he's not, which is our ancestor. And then just saying, "Well, I'm picking this ancestor." And what I've what I've told Mormons before is like I don't want that God. I want the God. Like which one started it all? Like I want to worship G-O-D. The beginning and the end. But with Mormonism, there is no beginning and the end. There's there was a God before that and a God before that. And it's just a mush of Gnostic ancestor worship. It's just not even Christianity. It just uses the term. It's sort of like, you know, if you were to take a religion, like, I mean, didn't the uh, Romans, like, basically steal all the gods from the Greeks and give them new names or something like that? It's basically that. It's like, it's like Mormon theology just takes all these other ideas and then just sort of tries to fit it into the Bible as best it can. And we're not even talking about the same thing. And the same thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. We don't believe that Jesus is who they say Jesus is. It's not even close. So they think that Jesus is like a demigod. He's less than God. And you notice that with these these two religions particularly, that it is a works-based religion. Like, we're not saved by faith alone. They hate that idea. And I mentioned this before in the podcast that to, to discuss the gospel with a Catholic and with a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness is to have the same discussion, the same disagreement. Because they all believe to some degree that we're not saved by faith alone, that we're working our way, earning it, holding on to it, we can lose it. It's It's a complete denial of the new birth. And so that gets back to like That phrase, Jesus Christ is Lord. So, Christ means he's the Messiah, that he's the one who's going to save his people from their sins. So, if all these other versions of Christianity or offshoots or, you know, distortions like don't believe that Jesus saved the people from their sins, I mean, like, (laughs) that's why I don't understand why Catholicism gets a pass when it's one of the most obvious ones that Jesus didn't save anybody from their sins. You gotta save yourself from your sins. You have to do the... I mean, basically it's not Jesus saves, it's the sacraments save. The sacraments save, not Jesus. Because you have to do all these things. It's just a new law. And they even have priests. We don't have priests. You don't need a priest. Jesus is the high priest. So, um, I don't have a whole lot of time and I don't want to make this a really long episode because uh, people that listen to it know that I, I follow rabbit trails and stuff and I'm trying not to do that today. So basically, long story short, I want to preach the gospel. And by that I don't mean I want to become, you know, a, a pastor of a church. I just mean like You know, I wish I had like a buddy, you know, to just get out there and hit the streets with. And maybe God will bring that into my life. Um, I don't want to do things by myself. I don't hold myself in that regard. Um, I'm always looking for for people to work with. Um but basically I don't know, I've got a I mentioned this in the last episode, I've got a backpack got some tracks and uh, I don't I'm not going to get out with a bullhorn or anything but I think I'm just going to just walk around the sidewalk <laughs> and try to start conversations with people try to make it more of a point to start conversations with people in the grocery store um, you know uh, wherever, at the park, wherever I find myself because when I heard that person say say that they were excited about this thing that was happening, and that thing that was happening, it's it's like why why are you excited about that? Like, what does that even mean? It just shows that there's there's a real like um, deception that like people grow up in certain religions, or they get excited about certain religions, and it's just because these things are the big thing, I'm excited about that, you know, I'm excited about this event, or this um, thing that I get to do, you know, but remember, Jesus Christ is Lord, that's what it's all about, and that phrase has so much meaning. And if he is Lord, that doesn't just mean that it's a fuzzy feeling and you love him. It means that you do what he says. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? And we could say, why why do you call me, why do you call Jesus Lord and not believe his word? So, once again, this podcast primarily exists to try to make the gospel clear. And to make the gospel clear, we have to point out the things that are muddying up the waters. And there are so many Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, people, okay, I'm not anti-people, I'm anti-ideas that are against the gospel, that enslave people. It's sort of like saying that if you were anti-slavery, you're anti-slave. No, it's the opposite. If you're anti-slavery, you're pro-slave. If I'm anti-false gospel, I'm pro-people because I wanna see those people believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. So pray for me that like Paul said that I might make it clear and speak as I ought to speak with all patience and gentleness, um, and humility. I did not invent this. This has, this in no way glorifies me. And, uh, I just want to see people know Jesus. I really do. And, um, I pray that maybe, you know, we could be mutually encouraging to each other. So go share the gospel. If you have a story about sharing the gospel, um, email me, pigeonpost2019 at gmail.com, pigeonpost2019 at gmail.com. I appreciate you listening. I hope it encourages you to keep proclaiming the truth, because if you don't do it, who's going to do it? Have a nice day.